to One Tired Teacher Turn Two Tired Teachers, episode 185, What Makes a Good Morning Routine in the Elementary Classroom? So today we're talking about morning time, morning, like right when we come in, some people used to call it bell work, some people call it their morning routine, morning meetings, all those things. We're talking about that. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, we're back. So we're we are talking, back. <laughs> we're talking about morning routines in the classroom. Oh, Lee, I am going to say, I'm going to say that I feel like I, I feel like I would do this differently. What I used to do, what I did as a second grade teacher was I had um, a morning routine and I also had bell work every morning ready to go so that they were like ready for school and they had to come in, they put their backpacks away, get out. They had to have two pencils. They could go to the bathroom. It was a pretty loose as far as like you could get up and move around yeah. and situated. But then this was the expectation. You had this amount of time to do it. Then we went over it. It was a review of skills, but I, I don't think I would do that anymore. I think really, yeah, I really love the idea. I had someone on the podcast and I've, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. We talked about soft starts and I, and as a student support specialist who dealt with behavior, I'm like, that was so could have been so powerful for so many children. And I don't mean they, you know, either they're just coming in and playing, although I hate when people say that, because I think play is so important, but if they had some different choices in the morning, whether they mm-hmm. did maker space or they, you know, were building with Legos or they were reading quietly in the book nook, or they just had some different choices that they could do. I think this would have made a huge difference for my students for, for like a couple of reasons. One of them is like, I know for me, I, when I had kids and was taking them to school with me every day, I was like right on time. Like I was barely, sometimes I was like three minutes late. So it was like hard for me to get in the door. Oppositively opposite. (laughs) I was late every single day. Yeah. I was so like right there, but I never got there early. And then later on in my career, in the last couple of years that I could, cause you know, my kids were older. And so I got to school a little bit early and my last year as the media specialist, which was not this past year, but the year before I would get there. I had to get there early because the expectation kind of like bell work was that the moment you stepped on campus, I had to be at hall duty. And I'm like, wait a minute, I got to put my backpack away. I got to get ready yeah. to start for the news. I've got to put my lunch in the refrigerator. I have stuff to do. I have to check my email. So I got there early, worked on my own time because I needed to slowly ease into the day. And I've learned that about myself, that it's better for me if I can ease into the day. And if you, if I have to just jump right in and start working, it's really stressful. And I'm like, how many kids feel like that? And also I think it would eliminate kids being tardy. I think that they would be like, I got to get to school because I get to do makerspace this morning, or I got to, I got to get to school because I get to, you know, build 
this rocket ship with Legos or whatever. And I just feel like it would help with that aspect and it would just start the tone off in a totally different way. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think when I think back to my morning routines, I think there were a lot of missed opportunities that I could have done. Um, Unlike you, I was never right on time. I was normally a little late, <laughs> mostly because my my son, mm-hmm. um, and just trying to get him to daycare and then Art. back across town. And for most of my career, I worked in a district other than the district I live, so it was always a commute, and then oh. traffic, whatever. So I would always be like rushing in. You know, our contract hours were seven thirty to two thirty, and I school would start at 7.55 and I would normally be coming in at like 7.45. So I'd have like 10 minutes to try to get everything ready for the morning and then hop out, you know, bam, there was the kids. But my morning routine was a lot like yours. The kids would come in, put their backpacks away, get their pencils, turn in their homework. And then there was something in their binder. Their morning work was in their binder that they worked on while they watched the announcements. And that was my time that I would use to check emails and stuff. But I think back now, it's such a missed opportunity, especially when I was teaching kindergarten, the kids would come in and literally they would just, the only thing they would do is put their stuff away and then watch the the morning announcements. And I think they could have been doing exactly what you said, working on a makerspace activity, doing Lego build, reading books over in the book corner or doing like imagination in kindergarten, doing imagination play with the food. Like that was such a great, and just to kind of do that soft start where we're going to really kind of get our brains kind of thinking for the day in this ingenuitive sort of way. And then we're going to go into our, you know, morning meeting down on carpet where we're going to start officially our day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I would have done something like that in second grade, but back then you just, you did morning work. I don't know. <laughs> no, I know you did. I I mean, I did morning work for a long time and I felt I, I still, and like with something like soft start, I still feel like you have to have a little bit of time for yourself as the teacher because yes. you have attendance and you have to check planners. If you do, do that. lunch count to, or yeah, whatever. all the things you have to do, all the housekeeping stuff that you have to do mm. is you do have check to have notes. Time. Oh man. Check notes. Yeah. Yes. All those things. So I think that you still need that time, but I think you can still do that with, with soft start, but I don't know. I just think, I just think it, it could look different. And that sometimes we're, we don't even think about like our kids as, you know, humans, like, like we don't think about, Oh, they might need to have a soft, you know, ease into the day. I remember having this one student and his brother, I had his brother too. So I'd had his older brother and his older brother had had leukemia as a child. Yeah. He had childhood leukemia. And it was a really like, he he's doing great. Like he's totally, you know, he's, basically he's fine. Yeah. Doing well. Um, but when I had the younger brother come up to second grade, he was still really traumatized by all that had had to go on for his brother. And one time when they were at a doctor's appointment, they were late to pick up the younger brother. And so he had this almost irrational, but based on a situation, this fear of being left. So his, yeah. So him coming into school was like PTSD. So he would get re-triggered and be like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get home? Is my mom going to leave me here? I never pick me up. And he would cry. And I remember telling, luckily I had a relationship with these parents and I'm like, it's okay. I've got him. 
you go. Yeah. And, um, and, and it, I think as parents, you look at your kid and you're like, you're crying. I don't want to leave you. Yeah, I don't want to leave you. And this is before the days where parents aren't even allowed to come in the building anymore. But um, now they have to drop off and that's just the way it is. But this was the days that they could actually walk their student. Oh, to yeah. So this is a while ago. But um, but I just remember thinking I have have to do something differently because I want this kid to happily walk into the door and I don't Mm -hmm. want him to have anxiety right from the get go. So um, so I think something like soft start would have been a really good thing for him. I think you could even do a blend, you know. Where they come in, they do their morning routine and since, you know, unpack, get their stuff, make their lunch choice, whatever it is that you normally do. And maybe they answer a question or two in a notebook, just yeah, so you like feel like they're rather. like kind of like get the brain thinking. But then when they're done, the fun part is they get to go and choose a, an activity, a quiet activity to do until like it's time to start the day. And I, I could totally see a lot of kids like being really excited to finish the that required question just to kind of get their brain thinking, yeah. envisioning maybe like a math talk situation, but you're not talking yet. You're just kind of, especially if you start your morning with math, they just come in, they they get, they answer their question and their little notebook, and then they go pick their choice activity. And then when it's time, you review that question, talk about it and boom, you move on. And you so I feel on. like, yeah, yeah you could that, totally. Yeah, and that's kind of a combination. I, and you just made me think of, um. Yeah. Would you rather like I have, I've had, I've created these, I have so many now like different themes, but I actually have free ones for back to school. It's a, would you rather writing prompt? It is. It could be a writing prompt. It could also be a discussion prompt. There is a writing response paper that goes with it, but you could also use it as, you know, a turn and talk or a simultaneous round table or something like that, or maybe not simultaneous. Maybe it would be like just a regular round table, but anyway, just some kind of activity that gets them thinking and talking and they have to share why, you know, that's a big part of like, why did you pick that choice? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to link to that because I have a freebie. So it's, would you, it's Trina Devery teaching learning.com forward slash, would you rather BTS all together one word? And so I'll link to that in the show notes. And that's the free version for them. I think teachers would love that. Wouldn't that be great if you had that like projected up on the board or written up on the, you know, your whiteboard, I almost said chalkboard. Uh, You know, when I first started teaching, we had chalkboards. Yes, I did too. I've been teaching a long time. Apparently I'm an elder. That's a lot. That was a long time ago though. I haven't had a chalkboard in a long time. Oh, let me see. When I, I, the first school I was at, we only had chalkboards, but then we went, I moved schools and that school had been newly built and they had a half whiteboard, half chalkboard. Oh yeah. Which is the best of no worlds. Like, no, that's true. You're right. It isn't. It was like, like, what was the the point of that? And where's the whiteboard marker? And so you're keeping, yeah. It was so, and it was cut right in the middle, like right down the middle. Yeah, down the middle. So you couldn't even like go across. Yeah, Yeah, I remember I had that too in a classroom. I have a picture on my, on my website. If you go back, you'll see pictures of that. That's one of the things I wanted to do as a kid when I wanted to be a teacher. My teacher had this chalk holder that had you could put all the lines yeah, and do lines. I don't know why I would ever do that, but I wanted to use that thing so badly. (laughs) (laughs) I had one of those in my first classroom and then the middle one could make dashes. It would like dash it. It I don't know how you would do it, but it would dash. Oh, you would push it down and it would dash, but the other two would stay the same. 
And oh man, I remember writing within the dashes to show kids how to do letter formation because yeah. back in the day you could yeah, teach yeah. kids how to write letters. I remember. Which I think there's a resurgence for. Yeah. Thankfully. Well, I think whatever to that. I see, I say whatever because I'm like, we're in 2022 and they <laughs> need to know how to type. But then I remember when all of a sudden it was like I could project everything from my I used Apple TV in my classroom, or you had a Promethean board or whatever. And I'm like, I can type. Yeah. I no longer have to print in front of them because I don't have the best handwriting. I have and terrible I, handwriting. And I'm too. so fast at typing that I could get a lot of, I don't know. I just like that better anyway. Okay. So we've gotten off track. So, okay. So <laughs> well, what do you how did we even get on this conversation? I don't, I don't know. know. What do you, um, so I think those are things to keep in mind for what makes a good classroom, you know, morning routine. I also think it's important what we both said about making sure that you give them time to get situated as far as like putting yeah. their backpack away. And I don't know Getting what you their homework like. turned in, yes. putting their lunchbox in the basket or whatever, whatever, all those little things, that's part of your procedure. So they know exactly what to do, whether you have a flow chart in your classroom for kids to see, mm-hmm. or you have, you know, repeatedly, I think we have to do some visuals for kids, no yes. matter tell them over and over modeling. Again. I would have kids stand up and model how that would look. When I taught kindergarten, I had pictures and I would have it projected up and then I would repeat it, you know, periodically. Remember first this, then this, then it was only three things because we're kindergartners. You can't go much past that. But yeah, for second grade and third grade and fifth grade, it was just modeled. Here's what I expect you to do. And I think that's the most important part. I think um, need, I still think they need visuals, especially for those yeah. kids that that's how they think they need. They need and and our and our S, you know, S, or our ELL kids, they need visuals. They need mm-hmm. to understand what that might look like instead of just hearing it. So I think that's um, well, I do. Before we end the episode, I do want to touch on the importance of a morning meeting. Within your morning time. That's good. So I think a soft start is a great way to kind of ease kids into the school day. But when you're ready to kind of like start the school day, I think a morning meeting can be very powerful way to kind of introduce students to the day. This can look very different depending on what grade level you teach. But a way that I always found it to work well is just talk about what today's date was. You'd be surprised how many kids don't know how to read a calendar. I mean, but... We need, that's a life skill. So we would talk about today's date and in kindergarten, we did like a whole calendar routine, but mm-hmm. in second grade and up, we didn't really do that. So it was today's date. And then I would just go through what we were learning that day, talking about the learning objectives today in math, we're going to do this. And then in reading, we're going to read this story and learn about this. And then in social studies, we're going to cover this topic. And then remember in science, we're working on this science experiment. We're going to finish up our write-up or whatever it was. The kids kind of got a preview of the day. Mm -hmm. And I really think it helped with some of those students who struggle with transitions because it was kind of like, oh yeah, no, she said today in math. Yes, we're going to do this. this. And some of those that take you literally, like they're like, it is 11 o'clock. It's time for writer's workshop. Yeah, Kids that are really literal too. No, I think that's, Helpful. I also think it can be a really powerful way to integrate social and emotional learning, yes. which we talked yes. about on the last episode, um, on episode 184. So check that out if you didn't hear it. But I think like even doing a quick read aloud or going back to a story that you've used as a read aloud and looking at mm-hmm. some of the ways that, you know, where we can see characters showing empathy or characters 
like self-regulating or, you know, things like that. I think that can be a powerful time for morning meetings as well. Yeah. And that takes five minutes, five minutes. Yes. Okay. All right. So I hope that we um, have given you some tips on morning routines and what that might look like in your elementary classroom. This is two tired teachers signing off. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight.